Hi, friends. Join us as we dive into the themes, metaphors, and foreshadowing of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. With both a spoiler and spoiler-free analysis, there's something here for everyone. We are your hosts, Leah, Sarah, Tabby, and whether you're a new viewer or a longtime fan, welcome to Becoming Buffy. Welcome back to Becoming Buffy. This is the spoiler section for enemies, and we have our brother David with us once again. Uh, thanks for joining us, David. Yeah, hey, you're welcome. I'm happy I could be back. And uh, just so you guys know, he will be back with us for graduation day part one, which I'm really excited to hear your thoughts about that episode because, I mean, I love both parts, but I feel like so much in my opinion, it happens in graduation day part one and then graduation part, day part two is just like the fallout of it all and stuff that um, I think it's just going to be really fun to discuss all of that stuff. So yeah, yeah that's going to be awesome. There's a lot of uh, real rich material there to kind of get into. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. So speaking of which, most of what we're going to be talking about today is obviously Angel and Faith's dynamic um, throughout the series, throughout both Angel and Buffy. But I also kind of want to talk about how Angel's character development, and I will say from amends through the rest of the season, has really kind of shaped and molded the character and prepared him for going to his own uh, series and show. And I feel like this episode is extremely pivotal, not just for Faith, but for Angel and kind of setting him up and the audience up for what they can kind of expect in the show. I mean, we really are seeing Angel kind of transfer more into this kind of helper in a way, like just kind of someone who guides people. Um, and I think that we saw that a little bit with Buffy and how we helped Buffy, but I think it was it's a, it gets a little blurred with Buffy because it's like he's in love with her. So it's like, you know, is this really because you want to help people or is it because you want to help Buffy? Um, but we're seeing this really cool side of him now where it's like he's wanting to help Faith, someone who he really has zero connection to and even more so should honestly be mad at because of how much he's she's hurt Buffy. But he recognizes a pain in her that he knows and he wants to help. And I mean, that really what that's like the whole mantra of angel is like helping like all the lost souls like just one at a time you know and i think that that's really cool that the first one that we really see him working for is faith and i mean it comes full circle at the uh, around the end of angel when faith comes back and helps him yeah, I think the show's decision to bring up the conflict between Angel versus Angelus is perfect as he prepares to leave because that was a huge theme in season two, and we haven't really talked a lot about it in this season. Um, and so I think their decision, like you were kind of saying, Leah, to bring Faith in for the first season of Angel is actually super smart because they're having her take responsibility for her actions. And that's also very similar to what Angel's trying to figure out at that time, too. I mean, not that he doesn't take responsibility, but Angel's trying to figure out what good he can do in the world. And Faith is trying to figure that out. She's like a step or two behind him. And so watching her kind of go down this path that Angel just went down is a reminder of why Angel's doing what he's doing. And I think it's absolutely brilliant that they bring her in for the first season and then bring her back in season four when Angel's Angelus again at his lowest to kind of finish out her arc. Like they just, they did such a good job with both of their arcs. Do you see a lot of similarities between Angel in like the first couple episodes of Buffy and Faith? 
because Angel in the first couple of episodes is still kind of like clinging on to his vampiric self. Um, like he still has like a quasi relationship with, um, I forget her name, the Darla, the blonde, no, Darla. Yeah. So it's kind of like a little weird quasi relationship with her and won't like fully commit to, um, like being the person that he ends up being later, who is like hundred percent against like the forces of evil and like fights alongside the slayer and things like that. Like he won't really commit to that in the beginning. He's kind of like half good and, and like not really sure where he's at and then you see this huge character growth with him so would you say that that's similar to what like the the path that faith is like starting on right now um it's different it's similar in the sense that they're both scared i think angel in season one if you go back and watch he is um like well obviously we know backstory because of becoming he's fresh off of rats in a in a sewer and and he's been told by whistler like here's buffy and angel latches onto buffy as hope. This is someone, this is a purpose. This is someone who's giving me purpose. And and then um, he sends Buffy to go fight the master, but he's too afraid to go fight the master himself. And he's kind of got a foot in the vampire world and the human world and hasn't quite acclimated to either one. Um, and so for Faith, the similarities between her and Angel are that they're both scared um, and that Faith has a choice and Angel talks about how he didn't have a choice. So, yeah, I, I think there's similarities. I think there's probably more similarities with Angel and Faith now that Angel's kind of experienced Angelus all over again and hurt Buffy and the gang. You know what I mean? So there are a lot of parallels. Um, let's talk about Faith for a second. There's a lot of parallels between Who Are You, Superstar, and in um, this year's girl with Faith and Buffy. Obviously, those are the biggest Faith and Buffy episodes when they do the body swap and stuff. But I think that with Who Are You in This Year's Girl, it makes it very clear that it's not simply jealousy that Faith has for Buffy. Um, it's that she wants her own place in her life. She doesn't hate Buffy. She hates herself. And I think that's really, really key in understanding Faith's motivations and why she's doing what she's doing. And so I think about like this conversation here in Enemies where they're like, you know, Faith's like, this was supposed to be my town everywhere I go. And it sounds like she's really, really jealous. But then you get to who are you in this year's girl and you realize Faith just doesn't like herself. She doesn't like who she is. And so she's trying to gain Buffy's approval because she feels like if Buffy and everybody else approves of her or even compares her with Buffy, then that gives her some semblance of worth. Um, it's interesting for me looking at the character of Faith. Um, she obviously experiences a lot of self-loathing and so, you know, people who experience a lot of self-loathing usually have a lot of imposter syndrome and uh, tend to downplay any sort of accomplishment they have and feel like they're not worthy of it. Feel like they can't do anything good and, cling to any sort of mistake or any sort of criticism they're given. So, you know, Faith was doing just fine as a Slayer in the beginning, but anytime anybody said something that was even remotely like negative or a criticism, she would latch onto that and become resentful, not necessarily because of the person saying it, but because she's already said those same exact things are probably way harsher to herself and any little tiny criticism seems like a validation to the horrible things that she said to herself. So, um, you know, it can kind of like snowball on itself a little bit where 
you don't even think about any of the good things you've ever done. And all you ever see are the, the really bad things that you think you might have done or that you think other people might think about that. Yeah, I just think about the scene in um, this year's girl. I think it's this year's girl. I can never remember which one comes first. I think it's who are you then, this year's girl, where Faith is in Buffy's body and Buffy's in Faith's body and Faith is punching herself, punching her body, and she's screaming, I hate you. I hate you. And you realize that's Faith hitting herself. Like it's it's a, just a very obvious picture of self-hatred and someone who's just so low. And then after that, she goes on to Angel, the series, like right after that. And we have that huge thing with Wesley and Angel. And you have that moment in the alley where um, Faith is fighting Angel and she starts – she keeps yelling, I'm bad, I'm bad, and hitting Angel. And then she finally – breaks down and begs him to kill her and says, just do it, Angel, because she's at a place where she's so hopeless and well, doesn't it's just, What care. makes that scene too, like, so, like, what gets me more emotional too, not only is, like, like Faith's response, but Angel, every time she's saying I'm bad and is, like, beating him, he keeps saying, I know what you want. I'm not going to yeah. do it, even before right. she asks him. Yep. And so – I think it what makes it hit harder too is having to break down all the episodes beforehand where Angel is basically pleading with her because yeah. he's been there. And so to be in the rain with her and she's like and he knows exactly what she's gunning for. Like she's done the most despicable things you could think of, especially in that one episode. Um and then getting to that place and he's still not gonna do it. Like it's such a good dynamic, but it's such a good payoff of each episode. And I love that we get to sit here and talk about every small thing because we get to see how much Angel is like walking along this with her and trying so hard to like redeem her. And she, I mean, obviously she does horrible things to the people that care for her the most Mm -hmm. in an attempt, I truly believe to make them hate her because I think she doesn't believe that she's worthy of love. Mm-hmm. That's what she she thinks. And so, I mean, she's awful to Buffy. She And I think it's interesting to note that um, – and this kind of segues into the, the next thing I was going to talk about. Um, so when the turning point for Faith um, as Buffy is when she sleeps with Riley without Riley's knowledge. Riley thinks it's Buffy. And um, she's essentially treating him just like she would any other lay. And he tells her, I love you. And it's the first time that she starts to crumble a little bit. And it's the turning point for her in that in that episode. Um, and she realizes, oh, this is what it feels like to have someone sleep with me because they care for me, not just because they're using me for my body. And then after that, because a lot of we've, – we've talked about how so much of Faith's um, weapon is using sexuality and how she uses it as a way to protect herself, a shield, um, and to be in control. And then you move on to when she saves um, – I think is that lady. And the lady like genuinely looks at her and says, thank you so much. So much of these episodes are Faith recognizing that she actually can be good, that people can actually appreciate her for herself. And I think that's so powerful. Um, so I have a question for you guys. So in Sanctuary, um, Angel talks to Faith about how once they're back in his in his apartment, he tells her, he goes, you made a choice, Faith. Like we talked about this referencing their conversation back in Consequences. He says, you made a choice, Faith. 
I told you, you had a choice back then and you made it. You chose to go down this dark path. And there's a whole mirroring of even the scene in this episode, Enemies, where she comes to Angel with the blood on her hands. And she's all like, you know, I, I'm scared about what I'm turning into cold blooded, straight up killer. And then in Sanctuary, after she kills that demon or that assassin that comes after her and has the blood on her hands, there's a very um, interesting parallel between the scene. They both sit on Angel's bed in that one and they sit on Angel's bed in this one. And if you'll notice in um, this scene, she kind of turns to Angel and starts to weaponize their connection. And in Sanctuary, instead of weaponizing the connection, she won't meet his eyes. She look, just looks down. But um, if you guys will notice, that is the moment that Buffy walks in on them when they're sitting there. And I can guarantee you Buffy's thinking about this moment in Enemies where she saw Faith come in and give Angel a kiss. And I want to know what your guys' thoughts are, for those of you that have seen the episode, what you guys think about the whole dynamic with Buffy versus Faith and Angel in that scene in Sanctuary, knowing what we know from this episode. I mean, when I first saw that episode, because I saw that episode a little later after I had finished the show. Um, so all I had seen was like the previously on Angel, you know, okay, and it's gotcha. like, uh, and in that they make it look bad. They literally make it look like like they get in an argument and like Angel slaps her out of nowhere. And you're like, what the heck is going on? Like, right. um, and then you watch the episode and I mean, it's still hard to watch, but I will say I understand why they both react like that. Buffy, I think is 1000% justified in being upset and angered and untrusting and all this stuff. I mean, literally like when you consider the amount of stuff that faith had done to buffy she slept with her boyfriend she like she like she practically raped riley like if we're gonna look at it that way like oh yeah riley didn't know who he was sleeping with yeah, yeah. and so tried like, to sleep with angel too uh, and tried to sleep with angel yes and almost killed xander and like almost tried to kill buffy yeah. tried to kill willow like literally like Faith has literally hurt Buffy in every area of her life. Like every time Buffy thought that Faith couldn't do something, she did something more. Like, so Buffy has every right not to trust Faith mm -hmm. and not be called like a villain or overreacting or whatever. Like, no, that's valid. Um, but I also think that it's okay for Angel to kind of stick up for Faith. Like, do I think you should have hit her? No. <laughs> yeah, but right. I also understand where he's like, he knows what Buffy can do to Faith. And so it was, I understand that idea of like protection, like, mm. like, oh my gosh, like that quick reaction of like, okay, I know Buffy can take a hit. So she's, she's not really going to be able to feel this very much and I'm protecting Faith. But I also do understand where it's like, being hit by the person that you love like there's so it's so convoluted but i a thousand percent think that buffy's emotions and feelings are valid and i completely think that you know angel wanting to help faith is valid i think it's just a really messy situation it's hard to um interpret physical altercations and this like specific mystical lore because a lot of the times when you're i mean 
Oh, we are in the spoiler section. Oh, yay. Um, and in <laughs> season six, um, Buffy and Spike rail on each other in more than one way. And a lot of it is like... More than one like, way. <laughs> it's true. I mean, they like they hit each other and then have sex like in an abusive way. But right. like when she's mad at him, she punches him for like no apparent reason. Do we see that with her and Angel? The only time she's ever hit him was like when he was about to kill himself and she was like, snap out of it, you know? Um, or if he's Angelus. But like in like season five, like Spike will just walk up, say something stupid, and she punches him. But like it's also like showing the the immaturity of their relationship at the time. But then also in season six, it's like they're a literal toxic couple. So it's like the amount yeah, of Yeah, I don't think they, that they that was ever that. intended to be no, totally. like a what- good thing. No, for sure. What I'm saying is, is like there's a lot of metaphorical stuff that comes along with physical altercations and relationships, and um, how it's used is supposed to be seen as where they're at in their relationship and like the desperation mm-hmm. that they're feeling. Um, hence, the whole on the hilltop and immense. That's the only time Buffy's really hit Angel, Angel, not Angelus. Mm-hmm. That's the whole time she's ever hit him because she's like scared and she's like he's not listening to the words i'm saying if i knock him down he won't i can take him away you know i think that that's like probably her mindset um she's thinking like oh well i can i can use my strength because he's not listening to my voice whereas in the episode sanctuary and um an angel i know you haven't seen the episode of uh, david but like buffy comes down because she hears that Faith is with Angel and she's like worried for Angel. And this is like right after everything happens with um her, them switching bodies. It's like literally like back to back episodes. Mm-hmm. So she comes in and um sees them like hugging, but it's like not like sexual at all. He's literally she's like having a breakdown and he is just like hugging her. She comes in and she's like angry, rightfully so, because what have just has happened. Um and I think it's hard too because it's like it's one of those things where it's like oh she doesn't know that literally the, the night before Faith had a genuine breakthrough, whereas no one's gonna see it like that. But it's like how do you explain that to people when you genuinely have like a moment of like coming out of it? No one's gonna believe that because two nights ago they didn't see that out of you, you know. And yeah, so, everything is different for you, but nobody mm-hmm. else can. Nobody else knows that until you prove it, and that can take a long time. Well, it's also worse because Faith is definitely the boy who cried wolf. She, There's been multiple times, especially in this season, where she's like, oh my gosh, like I'm better now. I like, Or I'm, I've turned a new leaf, whatever, like blah, blah, blah. I mean, she did that with Angel, you know? And so it's not unlike Faith to kind of cry wolf or whatever the frick the phrase is. Well, I, I think for Angel, he was desperate too because he's seen Faith relent a little bit in um, what was the episode that we were – was it Consequences? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, where like Faith is sitting there and she's actually listening to Angel like basically plea with her. And so he, I think he's scared in that moment because he can see Buffy have like the anger and rage in her, in her eyes. And I think that's totally fair. But I understand where Angel's coming from, which is so hard because it's like, ooh, these are my two babies. I usually like, I'm like always on Buffy's side. But Angel's desperate because he's like, I finally, Faith is finally in a place where I could see her like actually mending out of all of this. And she's in a vulnerable place. And if Buffy comes in and then re-sparks that anger in Faith, he's so protective over that. And so that's where that conflict comes because Buffy's like, you have no idea what she did to me. And 
Angel doesn't know the details, but he also knows exactly what she did the night beforehand to literally everyone else, almost killing Wesley, um, all the stuff that happened in Sunnydale the year before. Um, and then that's when that whole like friction comes. So I have a kind of interesting hypothetical to ask you guys. Um, what do you think would have happened if, let's say, um, Faith, instead of Buffy, comes to, uh, to Sunnydale at the beginning of season one? Let's say Buffy never comes and you put faith in her, in her shoes. And you don't, you can even say like Angel and her dynamic is exactly the same. So, you know, we don't have Angel fall in love with her or whatever. Like, how do you think Buffy would have done without, or how do you think Faith would have done without Buffy there? Do you think she would have risen to the challenge and like, um, taken down the master? Do you think that she would have kind of fallen into the same traps that she falls into, uh, with Buffy there? I honestly think that Faith, would have kind of ran into the same issue. Um, but I think it's, it was at an accelerated rate with Buffy there. So I think what would have happened if Buffy wasn't there is faith would have been like a normal quote unquote. I, I wish get people can't see I'm using air quotes, um, like a normal slayer, um, for a while, but slowly would kind of start to give in a lot. I mean, like we, we already saw like when she first gets introduced, she is, She's still Faith. It's not like she like got there and then because of Buffy, she suddenly was crazy. It was like she got there, was crazy, had had all these experiences. And I think only because Buffy was there, it made it worse. Because there was something to compare herself to, um, which made her act out more. But what I do think what would have happened was Faith probably would have been a slayer for maybe a year more so. Um, and then would have slipped up. I definitely think that no matter what... Faith had a tendency to kind of go crazy. Whether or not Buffy and Angel were there, it was going to happen. Also, Faith is way more of a loner. So she wouldn't have had the Scooby gang. She never would have made friends with Willow. Um, Xander might have tried to hit on her, but she might have like slept with him and then dumped him. And that would have been like the most she ever would have done with Xander. Um, he would not have been involved in the group. I could see her totally bucking Giles's authority completely. And then maybe her and Angel would have had some sort of like, I don't know, quasi partner relationship romance thing or whatever, but it wouldn't ever have been to the level that Buffy and Angel have. Um, and maybe I think, but without all the experiences that Angel goes through with Buffy in season one and two of Buffy, he can't, he wouldn't have been able to be at that place in season three where he, he is able to help Faith. So in some ways, him and Faith might have encouraged their bad, um, like traits in themselves if neither of them had gone through the stuff with Buffy that they had. Like Buffy was definitely a, like a grounding force for Angel. Like Angel didn't really know who he was or what he wanted to do before Buffy came around. He was just kind of like, like existing really. Um, so I, I could see maybe him trying to help Faith out, but it might've been just like a super toxic relationship with them too. I don't know. It's an interesting hypothetical to think about. The writers and Joss have talked about how Faith is everything or does everything that Buffy will not let herself do. Um, and But they also talk about there's a connection between Faith and Buffy. So I come from more of the standpoint of I think that Faith was already damaged when she came to Sunnydale because of her upbringing, because of her parents and all that stuff. And so nothing would have really changed her interactions with everybody um, in the Scooby King. I mean, let's, let's imagine like – too, even like think about how Giles 
was basically like season one, Giles is basically Wesley, just with a little bit more experience. And we see how the Faith and Wesley dynamic was working itself out. So I just don't think it would have worked out. And I think Leah is 100% right. I think that Faith probably would have been killed by the master and that would have been it, if not sooner. You know, well, Faith probably would never would have confronted the master if she had heard the prophecy that she was going to die. She'd have just like, left. She's that. like, screw yeah. I'm, not, I'm not staying here. <laughs> right. Exactly. She would have left town. No, you're right. You're totally right. It wouldn't have worked, though. I mean, she wouldn't yeah, have been able to rise. So, freed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's hilarious. Different tactics. <laughs> okay. So, um, kind of going back a little bit to Sanctuary, but shifting gears a little bit. So we talked a little bit about Angel, um, and I think it was you, Tabby, who mentioned Angel hitting Buffy. I think it's really important to note that An- or that Buffy actually hits Angel first. <laughs> Buffy hits Angel first in Sanctuary, and then he hits her in Retaliation. Not saying it's right or justified either way, but I think that is really important. Um, and I kind of want to know your guys' thoughts on Buffy's headspace. So we talked about how, like, in Who Are You, um, Riley sleeps with Faith in Buffy's body, Buffy finds out, like, what parallels do you guys see with Buffy's response in Sanctuary to that whole thing with Faith and Riley in comparison to Buffy's response to Angel in the, at the end of this episode in response to Faith and Angel slash Angelus? What do you think is going through Buffy's head to tell Angel, hey, I need space at the end of this episode, and then telling Angel, I trust Riley kind of as a way of inferring that she doesn't trust him. Like, what do you nah, guys? I think that's full <laughs> BS. No, I think that when she's saying that, you can see in her eyes that she's mad at Angel and she's trying to hurt him. Like, no, I, I that's agree. exactly what I see that's coming out of her. Like, she's like, I love him. I'm like, girl, you never said that to his face. The entirety of the rela- relationship that made him insecure, you did not love him. Um, the only time she ever says that is saying it to Angel. <laughs> Because right. she's mad at Angel. Right. Um, and then what's the very next episode is Angel comes into town and Buffy pushes mm-hmm. Riley into the dresser and gives Angel the comfy bed. And then, makes, <laughs> to push and then leaves yeah. the room with Angel. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I think that like her headspace in Sanctuary is a girl that's thrown so many bones to somebody who has hurt every single person in her life. And she's at her absolute last straw which is totally fair because, I mean, we see Buffy be so gracious towards everyone. I mean, apart from lies my parents told me. I'm not even going to talk about episode. So annoying. Um, but like other <laughs> like than that, that, always comes that up moment, other than that moment, which is so uncharacteristic. I'm like, who is writing season seven? Um, we need to have a talk. That That's not Buffy. I'm so apparently, confused. Apparently, James Marsters has said that he wrote part of that episode. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, I like James Marsters. I just think that he has a very misconstrued idea of his character based on his own lore and not the actual lore of the show. I think he's probably a lovely person. Nothing against him as, as a person. <laughs> I'm really trying to say that. I'm not trying to grab on James Marsters. Super nice guy. Um, but I mean, even one he day said- he's going to come on the show. Tally, and be like, <laughs> I remember you. <laughs> he's like listening. Yeah, right. That's why <laughs> we could talk about it. I mean, he he's been like honest about like him shaping his character Spike. Like that's like a common thing that people know. And but it's also like you could shape your character, but then also at the expense of like the lure of the world that you're coming into. It doesn't really quite make sense. But um, 
I think if you'd that, like, like to stand up for yourself, James, you can contact. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> Please don't do that. He's gonna come on here and agree with you one hundred percent. He's actually a pretty big Bangel fan. He's like, no, Spike was awful for Buffy. No, he changes all the time. Every few months, he's like, yes. Spuffy, and then a few months later, when everyone's like, Spuffy's the worst, he's like, Yeah, Spuffy's the worst, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Super toxic. <laughs> and then it trends again. He's like, Spuffy, yes. Um, all that to say, no, like Buffy's character is somebody who constantly is just gracious to people. So her headspace in Sanctuary is like, like <laughs> you know, that TikTok sound was like, and I remember thinking, Oh no, it's Debbie. I'm gonna beat this bitch up. <laughs> that's that's Buffy's mindset going in. She's like, I've been so nice as a girl. I am done. Do you think there's a level of insecurity there? I think that there's been a level of insecurity with Buffy and Faith the entire time mm-hmm. because Faith or Buffy sees Faith as like the cool badass slayer, um, and then she she's like, well, why wouldn't Angel want that? Like mm-hmm. Faith you know, lets her wild side go. And you, you even see that in uh, Bad Girls where Buffy is kind of seduced a little bit by that. And mm-hmm. you can see that there's a side of Buffy that kind of wants to explore that and kind of wants to like run with the idea of like bad girl Buffy. Wants and that supposed freedom too of responsibility. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So I, I think that there's always been a little level of – um not necessarily jealousy, but like curiosity, I guess, on Buffy's part. Like, what would I be like if I was, if I let myself go like, um, like Faith does? And I think it's easy for her to assume that Angel would be into that. Um, especially because of all, like, of Angel's past and everything. And, um, she even says, like, oh, I'm not the type of girl that, like, Angel usually goes after and stuff. So I think that there is a little level of, I don't know if I would go so far as to say insecurity, but like, I don't know. Um, yeah, maybe insecurity comparison. would be a good, yeah, comparison for sure. I don't think it's a, it's a character flaw to say that there's insecurity. Um, I think one of the best things that I, I saw this week when I was doing my research, I don't remember who it was that was talking about this. So I'm sorry if I'm ripping someone else off. Um, but they were talking about how. Like when it came to the Riley and Faith thing, Buffy finding out about that and it paralleling like Faith and Angel and what Buffy is feeling in this episode. And it's kind of what we talked about in the spoiler free one. Buffy is afraid. She's afraid of what that says about her. So if they're sleeping, if Riley's sleeping with Faith and goes, oh, wow, I really like this. Buffy's going, oh, does that mean that – I, what does that say about my darkness? Does that mean that there's a dark side of me? Like, this is more like on a meta level. Does, is there a dark side of me that maybe Riley is attracted to? Um, does it mean that I am somewhat lacking for one? But then when it comes to Angel, then she sees Angel and Faith together and it feeds into that idea of like, oh, Angel's attracted to that darkness, that dark side. Does that mean that Angel is attracted to that darkness in me? Is that the reason why Riley and Angel like me? Is because she recognizes on a deep level, not just metaphorically, but also, well, I guess it's metaphorically in the show, but Buffy recognizes that there is something similar between her and Faith, not just because Faith's been telling her, but Buffy feels it on a deeper level. Like we see the connection between the two of them. They are different sides of the same coin. So I think there's a part of Buffy that it's not that she fears and is 
insecure about faith. She's afraid of that side of herself. Um, I mean, you also see to build on this too, Sarah. The reason why Angel and Buffy take a break in this is because, um, I mean, we talk about this in the spoiler-free section, but I think it's because she sees that little bit of Angelus in Angel. Yes. um, And it reminds her of everything that happened. And so maybe she's she's worried that that like that darkness in angel is attracted to the darkness that she finds in faith, right. um, that he, that he sees in faith. And that right. can be um, an insecurity thing as well. be like, yeah. well, I don't have that level of darkness yeah. and, but maybe I do. And she's like scared that she might have that yeah. level and that's why they're into her. But also she's scared that she maybe doesn't have that much. Right. Um, you know, I think it's, there's, yeah. it's multifaceted. Right. So I think, like bring it back to sanctuary. I think Buffy's whole thing of saying, I trust Riley. I think that is definitely her speaking out of anger and hurt and insecurity and all that stuff. But I think on a subtext level, I think the show is trying to make a parallel with what the first season in particular is trying to, it's a common theme in angel season one of the angel versus Angelus narrative and of, of Angelus always being under the surface. I mean, I think the episode right before this was the one where that actress was trying to drug angel to get him to bite her. And Angelus actually comes to the surface because angels feeling happiness because he's on drugs. Um, and so it's this whole idea that Angelus is always right there, that angel isn't sure if he can trust himself. And so um, they intentionally have, Buffy lash out and say those things because they're trying to drive home a narrative. Um, even if I sometimes feel like it's a little bit out of character, but yeah, it's just interesting. That's going to be a really fun episode for us to like go down and talk about. So then the last thing I wanted to talk about was, and you guys are all going to laugh at me, but I think that this is just beautiful. We talked about it a little bit in the spoiler free section, but Buffy turning and walking away from Angel at the end of the episode foreshadows and mirrors Angel turning and walking away in graduation day. Um, and then again in Chosen. We've talked about there's a reoccurring motif of in um, Welcome to the Hellmouth when Angel first reveals himself to Buffy. He kind of like does that thing where he backs away and then slowly turns. He does it again in graduation day and he does it again in Chosen. But it's really important to note that Buffy does that exact same thing here in Enemies. Um, and I, I always like to think that the unspoken word that Buffy and Angel have with each other at the end of graduation day when they're staring at each other is always, um, and that mirrors what happens at the end of Chosen when he says, you know, I'm not getting any younger. So I thought that was kind of cool. All right. That's everything. It was a little bit of a shorter episode today, but I am really excited for the things to talk about in the future. We've got some really good stuff coming up with Faith and Angel's arc, and obviously the end of season three is looming. But thanks so much for joining us, David, and we will see you again for graduation day. Yeah, absolutely. I'm super excited for it. Also, just as a reminder, guys, tonight is our Buffy Trivia Night. We're going to be going live at 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time over on our Instagram account. We're going to be talking all things Buffy. I will be asking you guys some hard questions, and we will have prizes. Leah will show off her stuffed animal collection, and it's just going to be an absolute blast. Hope to see you guys over there. And as always, you guys can find us on Instagram, on TikTok, on Tumblr at Becoming Buffy Podcast. You can email us at becomingbuffypodcast at gmail.com. And we will see you guys tonight or we will see you next week.